Oramai, good morning. This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Manx Radio. Enriching our worship and our welcome with Manx language and meeting the hero rodents who are dedicated to releasing land for growing food and rebuilding communities and combating public health issues. Well, that's quite a contrast of subjects, isn't it? And I'm sure you're wondering what they're all about. So let's get started. Well, here we are, almost halfway through January. Happy New Year wishes have been exchanged and any minute now, those big boxed Easter eggs will appear in the shops. Christmas is well and truly behind us. Or is it? It's at precisely this time of the year that I like to take a few moments to reflect on the poem by Howard Thurman, an African-American theologian, educator and civil rights leader, called The Work of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart.
The Work of Christmas, a musical setting of the poem by Howard Thurman by the Beckenhorst Singers. Ruth Kegan-Gell is a member of the Culture Vanin team based in St John's and her official job title is Manx Language Development Officer. But it's really the Manx word for her work that says much more about where Ruth's heart lies. which means the encourager. So it's really getting people to engage with and involve themselves with Manx Gaelic. So um, encouraging them to get stuck in. And Ruth joins me now to talk about two events that she'll be leading next weekend at our retreat house in Peel, Tide of A, House of Life. They're very different sessions, but the thing that they have in common is that they're both ways of putting some Manx language into our prayer life, our church services and the welcome that we offer to people who come to share worship with us. The first event is this Friday evening, and it's your chance to discover simple Taze chants in Manx. Here's Ruth to tell us more. On the 20th, on the Friday evening, there will be a Taze chant workshop. So if you haven't come across Taze chants before, they are beautiful, simple worship songs that have usually about two or three lines of text. They're very, very, very simple. And I've translated myself and Paul Rogers, another Manx speaker and teacher, have translated about four into Manx, pretty much direct translations. And I'll be teaching those by ear because they only have a very small amount of lyrics to them you don't need to have any printed words in front of you and the lovely thing about these chants is that they are cyclical you keep repeating them over and over and over again and they're really really beautiful so you'll learn them all by ear. Ruth is there any possibility that you could just give us a little flavour of what a Taze chant in Manx would sound like please? I can indeed, yes. I'll sing a little bit of Bless the Lord My Soul. So in English, that would be Bless the Lord My Soul and Bless God's Holy Name. Bless the Lord My Soul who leads me into life and done a pretty faithful translation actually of that, trying to keep with the rhythm of the original song. You know, that's one of the the tricky parts is, you know, where you've maybe got a few extra syllables coming in there. How, How do you maybe just sort of work that in? But here's what I've got for that one. So we've got... Bani and Chan Maanam Azanam Kashriki Bani and Chan Maanam Talijail Mika and that would go round and round. And you hear that, you've got Bani and Chan Ma'anam, literally, bless the Lord, my soul. And then it's only the second and the fourth line that are different. So you sing that over and over, and it'll go in. It'll go really quite in your head, and then you've got that then for life. Mm-hmm. 
So that's this Friday night at our retreat house in Peel that you might know better as Ballawattleworth House on Tinwald Road. The evening starts on Friday at six o'clock. We'll welcome you on arrival with hot drinks and then the workshop will start where Ruth will teach by ear those Taze chants that she's just been talking about. Then we'll have a break and have a simple tasty supper with time to chat and relax together. And after supper we'll finish the evening with a gentle time of worship using the Taze chants that we've just learned. The evening will end around half past eight. Ruth's going to tell us about next Saturday morning now, and after that I'll tell you all you need to know about getting more information, if you need it, and making a booking. On the Saturday morning, the 21st of January, I'll be running a workshop from 9.30am till 12.30pm and that is really getting people to engage with Manx and how they can use it in, in a worship context. So things like greetings, which is really useful whether you're a member of the clergy, whether you're a church welcomer, whether you just attend church services and you want to use a bit of Manx, whether you're offering hospitality at the start or the end of services as well, how do you do that in Manx and how do you use simple prayers, blessings, liturgy liturgical phrases how do you speak those in Manx and engage with those so it's it's kind of a three-part workshop in that sense so you learn a lot in those three areas so we'll be doing lots and lots of practicing things and trying things out as well in a in a nice informal and welcoming safe environment to do that you know you can really have a go don't worry about making mistakes that's the way everyone learns and this is just another example of gently bringing manx into every aspect of our life in this case you're looking particularly at, at church Teze, which is a very relaxed and very inclusive form it's it's a kind of thing that people can come along to people people who perhaps don't like the formality of a church service that would appeal to them but again it's this idea of we can put a little bit of manxness into everything that we do can't we we can and we can do it really intentionally even if you just use two or three lines if you do it intentionally and with purpose that's really powerful and i think that's the nice thing you know one of the things this came out of is, is basically people wanting to be able to use Manx in church settings and, you know, a scutch of people saying to me all individually in different situations, oh, I'd love to be able to do X, Y, Z. And, and I thought, well, there's obvious need for this. And things like saying the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, if you say those, that's a very intentional thing to do. And you can say that and you learn one one line of blood of Christ or the body of Christ, people will know what that means from the context and they can learn that, you know, and that's something you can do. Very little Manx really needed there, but it makes a massive impact, I think. It's lovely to explore different languages, whatever languages they, they are, and they expand the way you look at the world and your horizons. You know, I think it's a great thing to get involved with and why not have a go at Manx? You know, it's the, the indigenous language of the Isle of Man. It's very natural to do so. Now, the venue that you've chosen for these two for the evening and for the morning is our retreat house in Peel, Tide of A, House of Life. There is a reason why you've chosen that, Ruth. It's a really good space for delivering workshops. Taze is a big part of what Tide of A does, so it feels quite natural to go and, and do a Taze song workshop there. And it feels nice and calm there, you know, and um, I know that Tide of A is doing more and more courses and things like this, so it seemed a very natural place to go and do that. And certainly when I brought the idea up, everyone was very keen, so that's really good.
So that's next Saturday morning, the 21st. Hot drinks will be served from 9 o'clock and the workshop, Discovering Simple Ways to Incorporate Manx Language into Church Life, will start at half past nine. There'll be a break for hot drinks halfway through the morning and the workshop will end at half past twelve. If you'd like to stay on for lunch, a snack and sandwich lunch will be on offer. Now for the practical details. Both the sessions are completely free. So that's the Friday night, Taysir workshop, supper and prayer time. And the Saturday morning workshop are all completely free. But if you would like to make a little donation to support the work of the Retreat House, that would be much appreciated. But you don't have to. However, if you want to stay on for lunch after the workshop on the Saturday, there is a charge for that and it's £8 per person. Although the events are free, we do need to control numbers attending so that everyone has the best experience. So you do definitely need to reserve your place, please. But that's very easy to do. You can do it via the website, go to retreathouse.im and retreathouse is all one word. So that's retreathouse.im and use the contact tab to send a message to the Tidevay team. Or, if you prefer, you can ring during office hours, Monday to Friday, and have a chat with one of the team. The number is 609 299. And here's a thought. The retreat house is fully residential, with lovely, comfortable, ensuite, twin and double rooms. If you were thinking of coming on both Friday night and Saturday morning, why not stay over on the Friday night and have a relaxing little mini-break? You'll find lots of information about staying at Tide of A on the website or, again, have a chat with one of the staff team on 609 299. And here's a little musical bonus that I think you'll really enjoy. It's Ruth again with a beautiful blessing that she learned from Australian musician James Koskelly. And believe it or not, Ruth recorded this in her kitchen, especially for this programme. Gaelic Blessing, sung by Manx Language Development Officer Ruth Keggan-Gell. Louise Whiteleg is a familiar voice on this programme, reporting on the work of Christian Aid, as she represents the charity here on the island. But today, Louise is far from the island, and what she's doing has nothing at all to do with Christian Aid. 
Louise has gone on a self-funded trip to Cambodia, travelling overland to give her the greatest opportunity to explore the country and its people. Before Louise set off, I said, well, do please let me know if you find any interesting stories. And within a matter of days, the first part of Louise's audio diary had arrived on my phone. Recording inside a cupboard, that being the quietest place that she could find, here's Louise to tell a truly remarkable story. As soon as you start listening, you'll realise that there's a certain word that Louise is carefully avoiding saying. But try to put that out of your mind, because Louise Whiteleg, reporting from Cambodia, is going to tell you about a breed of rodent native to the country, about the size of an average domestic cat, that's got such amazing skills that they are locally called hero rodents. I managed to visit a voluntary project called Apopo. Now, it's a Belgium project which started in 1997 after years and years of research in Tanzania. It's a land clearance charity and what they do is they go in and they scan the areas for mines. What with, I can hear you asking? Well, they scan the areas with Gambian giant pouched rodents. These are very large, in fact three foot large including the tails, rodents, that are extremely intelligent creatures. It started out as a research project after the scientists read that gerbils could detect mines by smelling the TNT. The founder of the charity discovered that there was an African rodent that slept all day, but then used its smell to detect food in the evening. With lots of research and lots of experiments, they discovered that it takes about a year to train each one of these rodents. And the rodents work for between five and six years before they achieve retirement, of course. And in 1997, they set up this training programme. It started in Tanzania and then moved to Mozambique and Ethiopia. And in 2014, the project moved to Cambodia. I didn't know before I came here, but Cambodia is one of the world's heaviest mined countries in the world. So in 2014, a popo came to clear the mines. It's estimated that since the Civil War, 1971 to 1973, there's been 64,000 maimed or killed people due to unexploded ordinances and landmines and 86% of those are civilians with 23% being children. So how do they do it? What they do is they mark out a gridded area and there's one rodent between two handlers and the rodent is on a lead and they take half a metre step forward and then the rodent runs between the two handlers marking out a grid. Now it can smell one trillionth of a gram of TNT from up to a metre away and also a metre down in the ground, so a metre squared. The animals are too light to trigger the mines themselves. So it makes it a really, really quick way to clear the landmines. If you were going to do it with a metal detector, it would take up to four days to clear the size of a tennis court. 
whereas two handlers using one rodent can do that in 30 minutes. Amazing. Cambodia's got a um, government wish to be mine-free by the year 2025. One of the problems in Cambodia is they don't actually know where the mines and anti-personnel, anti-tank mines and mortars, they don't know where they've fallen and where they've been planted. And additionally, there's no pattern. They've been planted in a random fashion, most of which have been left over from the Civil War and have come from Russian and Chinese origins. It's estimated that there's around 6 million landmines, plus all the unexploded mortars that were used during the war. It's a sad fact that many villages, farms and roads have been completely abandoned due to the uncertainty of the location of where the mines are. And unfortunately, children are often victims to the mines, with 23% of deaths and injuries being within young children. Sintapopo has been working in Cambodia in 2014. They have managed to clear 20 million square metres of land. It's amazing. They found nearly 2,000 mines and over 2,200 unexploded munitions. And that's with using 62 of these special detection rodents. The names the rodents have been given are really funny. It was called Dora, as in Dora the Explorer. And one of the um, top three rodents to sense and smell the most mines was actually called Lady Diana. I think she'd have accepted that with interest and humour. <laughs> the rodents themselves, when they're being worked, they work by using their sense of smell so they've been walked on a lead in between the two handlers and they'll sniff the area as they go along. If the rodent discovers a mine or an area where he can smell a high level of TNT, he'll scratch the ground three and four times and then walk across to his handler and the handler will give him a treat. And then he goes again and scratches in the same place and walks to the other handler to get a second treat. And that is a, um, a double check to make sure that there is actually a mine in the place where the rodent has found it to be. The rodents themselves, although they're massive, they're absolutely huge, um, they're lighter, so they don't set the mines off. Um, they don't trigger the devices. A popo, the charity, doesn't disarm the devices. It just acknowledges where they are and then they'll spend, send in specialist mine clearance experts to make the area finally safe again. But the work that this charity is doing is absolutely amazing. It's blending humans and animals and it's going out there to make the environment a safer place for the animals, families and children that live in those areas. The website I'd encourage you to have a look at, and you can even sponsor one of the rodents. The website is apopo.org, A-P-O-P-O.org. And it is, as Louise Whiteleg says, well worth a look. As well as training animals to safely detect landmines, the charity also trains a certain breed of dog to detect tuberculosis in humans, a disease that is still rife in many countries, over a million people die of undiagnosed and therefore untreated tuberculosis 
every year. And it's the speed at which these trained animals can work, doing in one hour what it would take laboratory technicians four days to do. Basically, Apopo, the charity, is dedicated to releasing land for growing food and rebuilding communities by freeing it from landmines and combating public health issues using scent detection animals. Louise is still in Cambodia and we look forward to her next roving report. But now it's time to come back home and take a look at our notice board. And we start in St Mark's Church, where there's a special Epiphany Evensong with Epiphany carols and readings this evening at half past six in St Mark's Church. And there'll be tea and cake to follow the service. Tomorrow it's Super Monday, followed by warm space time in the lounge at Colby Methodist Church. Soup is served from 12 noon and the warm space is open to welcome you in until 4 o'clock. That's in Colby Methodist Church tomorrow afternoon. Everyone's welcome to Winter Warming Wednesdays in the Corin Hall in the grounds of the Cathedral in Peel. They're every Wednesday from 12 noon till half past three. Soup and sandwiches will be served from half past 12 to half past one and then there'll be activities including board games, crafts, toys for children and plenty of hot drinks. There are no set charges. You're welcome to eat what you wish and give what you can if you can. And there's a warm space in the community hall in Selby also every Wednesday afternoon between 2 and 4. Call in and share hot drinks, cakes, games, crafts and time for a chat. Also on Wednesday, there's a warm space in St Paul's Church Lounge in St Paul's Square in Ramsey. It's every Wednesday from 1 until 4pm with soup and refreshments, a chat, a read or a game and a warm welcome for everyone. Next Saturday, the 21st, Gareth Moore and friends will be in concert in Bride Methodist Chapel. The evening starts at half past seven and will be followed by refreshments. Admission is £10, payable at the door. Reverend Professor David Wilkinson will be visiting the island later this month to link in with Onken Methodist Church's anniversary. He's a Methodist minister with degrees in theology and astrophysics and is currently the principal of St John's College in Durham. Professor Wilkinson has written on subjects as varied as Stephen Hawking, the search for extraterrestrial life and prayer. And on the programme next week, I'll be joined by the minister from Onken, Reverend Steve Ingrule who knows Professor Wilkinson well and will tell us more about the man himself and his visit to the island. Professor Wilkinson will be here from the 27th to the 29th of January. In the evening of Friday the 27th, he'll be at the observatory. In the morning on Saturday the 28th, he'll be at St John's Mill, looking at the relationship between science and faith. In the evening on the 28th, there'll be a bring-and-share supper in Onken Methodist Church, followed by a talk and, weather permitting, some stargazing outside the church. And then on Sunday the 29th, Professor Wilkinson will preach at the 10.30 service in Onken Methodist Church, and that'll be followed by a hot pot lunch. But, as I say, there'll be lots more information about this very interesting visitor on this programme next week. And that's all that we have time for now. But I'll be back tonight at nine o'clock for sundown. Easy listening music to round off your weekend. And I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board, judithlay at manxradio.com. And so, till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening. And I wish you and those you love a blessed and peaceful week and a very good morning. Mm-hmm.